Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans and Jeff Shade, a show that simplifies the complexities of investments, taxes, retirement, and more so you can discover how to better sustain yourself and your wealth for years to come. Brian is a CPA with 30 years experience and a financial advisor, which brings a unique perspective to the financial world. This show is brought to you by Madrona Financial and CPAs, home of the Rooted Wealth Plan. Want a retirement plan designed to last 30 plus years? Go to madronafinancial.com and click Get Started to see what the Rooted Wealth Plan can do for you. And now, here are your hosts, Brian Evans and Jeff Shade. Thank you so much. Welcome to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, the show that gives you the straight talk and honest answers you need to help you sustain yourself and your wealth for 30 plus years. On today's show, we're going to be talking about tax planning, what advisors are getting wrong. Then we'll talk about how to invest in real estate without being a landlord, when to file for Social Security if you have over $500,000 in assets. I'll give you a hint. It's not filing at age 70. And how to handle health insurance before you qualify for Medicare. My name's Jeff Shade, and I'm just here to ask the questions, but the words of wisdom and solid advice come from Brian Evans, CEO and President of Madrona Financial and CPAs. Brian, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Jeff. Brian, glad to hear that. Hope our listeners are doing well today, too. Brian, the Congressional Budget Office has come out and said that our taxes are expected to go up by 66%. As a CPA advisor, what do we need to know about how to prepare for the future considering that? Yeah, that's a pretty stunning figure there. We don't know what tax rates are going to do in the future, but I'm pretty sure everybody, especially recently, knows that as a country, we owe a lot of money and we don't have. And, you know, our politicians definitely, uh, certainly half of them want to raise those tax rates any opportunity they can. So that's a scary figure because a lot of what we've been told, you know, you can't not pay your taxes. So we know that's coming. And we were told certainly uh, 30 years ago to max out my deductible 401k contributions because in retirement, my tax rate was going to be lower when I'm not working than it is when I'm working. Well, that made perfect sense at the time, except there was one variable I needed to lock in that I can't, and that's my tax rate in the future. So 30 years ago, you know, I was taking 401k deductions that my tax rate was probably 12%. And so I was getting 12% back. (laughs) Fast forward now, I had a successful career and my tax rate's probably going to be at least 40% when I take it back out, plus 40% on all the earnings. And I'm scratching my head going, wow, that standard advice was not good in retrospect. I wish I had put it in a Roth or I wish I had done something else other than maxing my deductible 401k plan because that was just a ticking time bomb that's going to hit me. So I've since adjusted my strategies, of course. But word to the wise here is just because you hear, oh, I got to max out my 401k deductible wise because of tax rates. Well, you don't know what tax rates are going to, your tax rate is going to be in the future. You don't know what congressional tax rates are going to be. You don't know what your income is going to be. And so that's very primary piece of planning ahead in the future based on changes in tax law. Well, Brian, 66%, that is a pretty hefty tax increase, and it's going to be here before you know it. And I know that you're prepared to help people get through that tax increase, but tax planning, I mean, this isn't something that you just do once in a while. Is this something that really is part of a comprehensive portfolio? Is ongoing tax planning? I mean, it's always changing. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about this because I think there's a huge opportunity for people that is not taken advantage of right now for tax planning because typical tax planning, again, we'll talk about this in the show, leaves a lot to be desired, okay? And I'm going to go into some examples on that. But certainly is when I look at a financial plan and I'm looking at the, and we have it planned out for an entire lifetime, I'm also looking at tax opportunities. Oh, I see you're going to maybe sell your business down the road. Oh, I see that you're younger than your spouse and you have a longer life expectancy and And gee, when your spouse passes away, you might be put into a much higher bracket because the single brackets are much higher than the married filing jointly. Now I got a tax increase as we get older on top of just normal tax increases. I've got a bracket increase because you're going to be single someday. I'm looking at estate planning opportunities, step up in basis, all these other things that we need to plan ahead for best we can because we don't know what the future holds. But best we can, we have to understand there's going to be a lot of changes 
uh, not only, again, in tax law, but just in your own life and your assets, investments, income. But we need to look at all that. I need to see that 20 years from now. What does it look like? What do we think it's going to look like? And let's plan for that in mind now. Brian, what is the typical tax advice that our listeners would get from an advisor? Well, first, I'd say that more than 90% of advisors aren't licensed to give tax advice. And so right there, we, we got Houston, we got a problem. So if you're getting tax advice from somebody that isn't licensed to give tax advice, that could be a, a serious problem, uh, especially as we look at, you know, we got a big tax increase potentially happening in 2025 when the Trump Tax Act expires. There's a lot of changes that are going to happen, some really huge ones in the estate tax world. And so I've seen this, I, I hear about it all the time where, well, I heard from my such and such advisor that I should do X, Y, and Z. And I just scratch my head and I go, that's not right. They don't understand the tax law. They should not be given tax advice if they're not licensed to give tax advice. So I think that to me is one of the big problems in the financial planning industry. So Brian, it sounds like that uh, the typical financial advisor just isn't well-versed in taxes the way you are at Madrona Financial and CPAs. Does it really take a team of advisors and sometimes an advisor that is also a CPA to really understand the best way to minimize your tax liabilities? Well, I think that the typical thought is that if you have a CPA and you have a financial advisor, this stuff's getting taken care of. But as we know, and I've talked about on the show before, when I was a CPA, I never got a phone call from a financial advisor before I was one. And so asking me anything about the clients that we held mutually. Well, my own CPAs, they are not trained in college or on the CPA exam to do financial planning. They're not licensed to give financial planning advice. I would have people ask me, and I was frustrated. Gee, should I do this investment? I say, well, I'm a CPA. I'm not licensed to give you my opinion on financial products. And that's one of the reasons I got licensed. And as an investment advisor, you're not licensed to give income tax advice. Yet people are doing that. And so that is a big issue that we think that they're talking to each other. We think that this is going on. No, they're not cross-licensed and they're not communicating. So how are we going to get the right financial planning and then qualitative financial planning? You know, you might hear something, oh, you should do a Roth conversion. Okay, that could be helpful. Or you should do something else. But that to me is very surfacey as I considered financial opportunities uh, with tax planning combined. Brian, what does proper tax planning look like when Madrona works with a client? Yeah, tax planning is the third step in the seven steps to a successful retirement, the book that uh, we have here. And it's impossible to do tax planning unless you have a financial plan, really, uh, adequate financial planning. And that starts with a lifestyle plan because uh, we don't want the tax tail to wag the dog. That's one of the chapters in one of my books. The goal here is to minimize your lifetime income taxes, income and estate taxes, not just one year at a time. We got to look at the whole thing because that's the only way you can really get there. And how does that work? So we will do a lifetime financial plan for our new clients. We want a copy of your tax return. We're going to put it through an analysis program. We're going to put eyes on it that know the combination of financial planning opportunity as well as the CPA world. We're going to do all of this. This is not something that is done out there from what I have seen. So this is really important. And, you know, finally, we say, well, what does this mean to you? And I suspect if you're listening to me right now, you're going, well, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I would like somebody to do a lifetime financial plan. I would like somebody to look at my tax return. And then I would like somebody that knows both of those areas to comment on opportunities to lower my taxes for the rest of my life, income and estate taxes, increase my probability of a successful financial retirement, et cetera, et cetera. For me, my spouse, my family, I think that sounds pretty good. <laughs> Most people listening, I would think. And so that is what the final uh, outcome expected is of going through this process. If you haven't created a multi-year tax minimization plan alongside a comprehensive lifestyle plan that's designed to support your lifestyle, then listen up because this is for you. Now, even though it is the weekend, we're going to be opening up the phone lines right now so you can schedule a 30-minute call with our advisors and CPAs so you can start minimizing your taxes before they go up. All you've got to do is call right now, 833-673-7373. Now, you must have at least $500,000 of investable assets to qualify, but those who call right now and schedule a time to chat with our advisors and CPAs, we're going to be sending a hard copy of our book out, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement, at no cost. 
because we want to help you succeed. Just imagine what your retirement could look like if you were able to take action now so that later on you could maintain your total retirement income in a lower tax bracket, potentially putting more money in your pocket. What would that mean to you? Well, those who call right now will be able to have a conversation with our team of advisors and CPAs who can help you take the third step to a successful retirement and conduct a comprehensive tax planning conversation. They'll not only help you identify tax inefficiencies that may be leading you to pay more in taxes than necessary, but they'll also help you create a multi-year tax minimization strategy so that you can potentially keep and enjoy more of your hard-earned money. All you've got to do right now is call 833-673-7373. That's 833-673-7373. Yeah, Jeff, I wanted to share a story. I met with somebody recently who did not have a financial advisor. They did have a CPA, and they had a lot of money in some CDs and high-yield savings and so forth. And so one of the things I was looking at, I was looking at their Schedule B, and it shows the interest income. And I asked him, well, how much do you have invested in these various products? And he said, well, roughly $2 million. And I was like, okay. And he, he, one of his big concerns was he was going to maybe have to go to assisted living. And he wasn't sure exactly how he was going to pay for that. And so I looked at Schedule B, the interest income earned on all these accounts. It was $10,000. I said, hmm, you're making 0.5% on $2 million. We could do maybe uh, maybe there's a fixed annuity or CD combination, something like that. And let's say that that return was 5%, for example. And, you know, the answer was, well, you can go from 10000 a year to 100000 a year with the same risk factor. And I think I just paid for your assisted living. Hmm. With one fell swoop. Wow. And so just looking at Schedule B, that just jumped out at me because I knew he had a bunch of cash and I knew his interest was really low. So all we did was, let's just calculate what your average return is on your cash CDs and so forth. But then part B of this story was, yeah, but all these CDs are five-year CDs and a lot of them just rolled over. So I'm stuck for five years. And I looked at him and go, well, they're paying you know next to nothing. And so I called the bank. I said, what's it take to cash these out? He said, well, you have to give up the interest. And I laughed. I said, well, how much would that be on this particular CD? And he said, oh, $6.23. I mean, they weren't paying anything. And so I was like, okay, I think we can take that hit. And so we liquidated those CDs and made the change. And again, just a, one little number on one of the forms just jumped out at me. And I said, okay, here's an opportunity. And with that one opportunity, we were able to pay for this person's assisted living. That's a great story, Brian. So don't wait until it's too late. Schedule a 30-minute call with the trusted advisors and CPAs at Madrona Financial and CPAs. Do it today. Just pick up your phone and dial 833-673-7373. That's 833-673-7373. Imagine having the peace of mind that comes with a retirement plan designed to withstand the test of time. Take that important step by calling 833-673-7373 to schedule a no-cost 30-minute call with our trusted advisors and CPAs and get a hard copy of our book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. Remember, even the mightiest of trees can fall if their roots aren't deep enough. So don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Madrona Financial and CPAs right now, 833-673-7373 to help secure your financial future. It's 833-673-7373. One call can make all the difference. If you're just joining us, this is Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade, and we just finished discussing tax planning and what many advisors are getting wrong. Brian, here's an interesting fact. Did you know that those who have real estate income are 10 times less likely to develop anxiety? That does make a lot of sense because real estate is a hard asset. And just psychologically, we see stocks move all the time. It's an intangible asset. You know, we, you can't touch and feel a, a stock. You know, I guess you used to be able to, a stock certificate at yeah. least. But, uh, you know, it's just a number on a piece of paper. The other thing is that, you know, stock market, you can look up uh, every minute of the workday and see the value of your stuff changing. And people have a perception that their real estate is not changing. No, your real estate is changing all the time. You just don't see it. There's no ticker on your real estate that you can look up and go, wow, the value of my rental house went up $150 today or down 1000 today or whatever. It's happening 
but you're not seeing it. So the fact that it's not being reported on all the time and it's a hard asset, I absolutely can see the psychology behind less anxiety around real estate than the stock market. Brian, I think that there's a misconception among the general public out there that real estate always goes up, but real estate actually can go down in value, right? Absolutely, real estate can go down in value. We saw instances in 2008, especially. But like anything, the stock market, same thing. There are good times. There are bad times. There are flat times. uh, There's a little bit of everything. And real estate's interesting because it really, uh, location, 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 type of real estate that you're in, you know, what's your exit strategy? There's so much to it to vet, to get it right. So for instance, many young people invest in active real estate. You know, they buy their real estate, they work on their real estate and all of that. And that can be really great. I've had a lot of clients that had a very successful run. As they get older, they want a different strategy, and we'll be talking about that in a minute. Other people say, well, I'm just going to buy my own real estate. I'm going to buy a REIT, a publicly traded real estate investment trust. And I want to say why that can be a really (laughs) worrisome idea for some. First off, you got to buy the right real estate. What if you bought a, a REIT that bought a lot of office buildings and shopping centers and then COVID? So a lot of people thought, well, I'll, I'll buy some real estate. I'll, I'll invest in publicly traded REITs. Now, that sounds fine, except uh, when we hit COVID, can you imagine if the REITs you picked were office building REITs, shopping center REITs, and hotel REITs? Well, they all shut down. Uh, REITs with commercial property in New York or Chicago or California even, where people are moving from, uh, that's probably not a good thing. And you're thinking, wow, this is terrible. So a lot of people said, well, I'm going to sell my REIT. Well, too many people wanted to sell their REIT, and these REITs had to come up with liquidity because they're publicly traded. Well, how do you come up with liquidity when all of your stuff is office buildings or or something? How are you going to sell an office building in three days in a REIT? You're not. So there was a lot of problems with publicly traded REITs. Not that real estate was a bad area, but the publicly traded REITs could have been, especially if you didn't have the right kind of real estate. And so the liquidity run on them caused them to be one of the worst asset classes in the year 2020. Then there's other ways, though, to buy uh, real estate. You can do private non-traded REITs. They did not have the same liquidity issue because they all have governor's uh, limitations on how much liquidity per quarter. So there isn't a a run on the bank, essentially, with the private non-traded REITs. And with those, you can be more sniper-like in finding the exact kind of properties you want. Maybe you want student housing. Maybe you want net lease properties from companies that stayed open during COVID. Maybe you wanted luxury apartments in, in Florida or something. There are ways to buy into real estate that will specifically target areas that you think will do good, do better than other kinds of real estate. So real estate can be a, a pretty broad topic. And I haven't even started talking about Delaware Statutory Trust yet, but I do want to talk about that. But uh, real estate can be a very important piece of a portfolio, but not everybody knows how to vet this stuff. And especially probably your financial advisor. They are not, that was not part of the training to become a financial advisor. Brian, whether or not you are a real estate investor, what are some of the options that we have available to us to get into real estate? Okay. Well, the first one would be, uh, and I'm not talking about your principal residence here. I'm talking about investment real estate. The first one is to buy it yourself and be your, your own property manager or outsource that. But we call that active real estate. And again, uh, a lot of my clients have had a lot of success with that. But they come to a point in their life, just like your job, you want, you know, everybody talks about retiring from their job. Do landlords get to retire? No, they don't. They, they own their real estate and most of them do not have an exit strategy. And if they do, they're going to have a huge income tax bill because they've been taking depreciation deductions for years or decades. And so the IRS is waiting to collect a lot of money. And so there comes a time where you need an exit strategy for most people. There's also, as I mentioned, publicly traded REITs, uh, private non-traded REITs. And, and I, I did mention some of the advantages to that. You could be looking at private equity. Private equity is probably on the higher on the risk scale than other kinds of real estate. Another kind of way to get into real estate is through opportunity zone investments. So that's where you have a gain on something like a stock, sale of a stock or sale of your business. You can invest in real estate projects that way too. 
and defer the tax and, and eliminate tax on new gains in the new property invested in. But the big one to me, the, the big area that we've done uh, a couple hundred million dollars of for, for clients is Delaware Statutory Trust. That is the exit strategy, uh, preferable exit strategy for landlords because uh, landlords, as I mentioned, very often I get this call, I'm 80 years old, I bought this property 30 years ago, 40 years ago, it's done well. It's gone way up in value. It's fully depreciated. If I sell it, I'm going to get drilled on taxes. And then I got to do something else with the money. I could do a 1031 exchange. I could find another property. But how does that help me? I'm just going to be a landlord of a property I know and sell it to be a landlord of a property I don't know. And I'm still 80. (laughs) That didn't change. (laughs) I don't want to do that. So there is the problem. And do you have a solution, Brian? Absolutely. You can do a 1031 exchange into a Delaware statutory trust, which is just a fancy name for another real estate investment that happens to be professionally managed by someone else. So let's say, for instance, uh, the person called me and says, I got $4 million of proceeds. Can you help me? I said, yeah, we can do a 1031 exchange into, say, four different DSTs. One owns apartment buildings, one uh uh, Amazon warehouse. One has student housing and another has uh, some other asset class, maybe self-storage, whatever. And so they can do that and not pay any income tax upon the sale. When they pass away, all of the, in the state of Washington, all of their gains will evaporate permanently from federal income tax. No one will ever pay the gains or the depreciation recapture on that sale. When they do that DST, that next month, they start getting their rent checks from those properties they are now partial owners in. There are so many benefits to doing a DST for older taxpayers that have big gains and like that income. They like real estate. They can be better diversified after they sell their property and it's professionally managed and they don't have to do that. So I imagine there'll be some people listening right now that go, wait a second, I own investment real estate. I want to understand my options. We can absolutely help you. We're, we do a lot of this, this kind of work with a Delaware statutory trust. If you're tired of the stock market ups and downs, you want to better diversify your portfolio so you can have some real estate exposure, then listen up because this is for you. We're going to be opening the phone lines right now so you can schedule a 30-minute call with our advisors and CPAs so you can see how real estate may be able to improve your portfolio and overall retirement. All you've got to do is call 833-673-7373 right now. Now, you must have at least $500,000 of investable assets to qualify, but those who call and schedule time to chat with our advisors and CPAs right now. We'll also be sent a hard copy of our book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement at no cost. We want to help you succeed. You know, no one knows what the future has in store, but historically speaking, when real estate is correctly diversified in a portfolio, it's helped lower volatility and helped improve overall returns. What if you could create more stability in your portfolio? What would that mean to you? Well, those who call right now will be able to have a conversation with our team of advisors and CPAs who can help you discover alternative and real estate investment options that you may not have known existed. They'll not only help you have an additional layer of healthy diversification, which may be able to help stabilize your portfolio during these turbulent times, but they'll also help you understand some of the tax advantages that we didn't have time to discuss. All you've got to do right now is call 833-673-7373. That's 833-673-7373. If you're just joining us, this is Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade, and we just finished discussing tax planning, what many advisors are getting wrong, and real estate investment options. If you want to hear the show again, don't worry. We're also a podcast. Just go to wherever you get your podcast and search for Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. You'll get this show and weekday takeaways so you can stay on top of your wealth and how to grow it. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll be discussing when to file for Social Security. If you have over $500,000 in assets, sets. The answer may surprise you. Also in the next segment, we'll take a moment and dive into how to handle health insurance before you qualify for Medicare. Stay tuned. Want more strategies that can help support the quality of life you want for 30 plus years? Well, stick around. We'll be right back with more Growing Your Wealth. 
Tired of only getting half the story? That's why it's so important to get your financial information from a CPA and an advisor like Brian Evans. Now let's get back to some of the most comprehensive financial information around. You're listening to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. Welcome back to the show. I'm Brian Evans, CEO of Madrona Financial and CPAs. In this segment, we're going to be talking about when to take Social Security. Brian, they say if you want to take the maximum Social Security benefit, you should wait until age 70. What do you think about that advice? Well, I mean, that does make sense if you ignore life expectancy and a bunch of other factors such as quality of life and when you have money and when you're able to spend money, what you're able to do. Social Security planning optimization is not an isolated event. And uh, when you file will affect other income streams and potentially your portfolio if you're taking income from your portfolio. And if you file too early and you're still working, you could run into some trouble as well. So I wanted to kind of unpack some of this uh, with uh, as it relates to Social Security. I can tell you that every single program will tell you to ta- wait until age 70 to take Social Security because every single program is going to say your life expectancy is at least 80 years old. And so if if you live to be 80, uh, your break-even point between somebody that took it early and somebody that took it later is about age 78, 79 on every Social Security optimization program I have seen. So I hate to share that too loudly. Those poor companies that put this stuff out there, I already know what you're going to tell me. So I don't really need to buy your software anymore because I know where that break-even point is. But what that misses out on is a lot. There's a lot to unpack here because I ask people, well, okay, if a dollar now is worth the same as a dollar in 30 years, that's spot on accurate. But would you rather have $10,000 to spend at age 65 or 20000 at 85 or 100000 at 95 or a million at 105? And they go, well, that's stupid. I don't need a million at 105. I said, well, my spreadsheet said that's the best option as long as you live that long. But, well, you know, when am I going to spend it on then? Exactly. So money in your 60s can be much more valuable than money in your 80s. I'm not telling you not to wait on Social Security because there's a lot of instances where it totally makes sense. For instance, you got a married couple and the higher earner is somebody with a lower life expectancy because they're older and they maybe uh, aren't planning on living as long as the other spouse. In those cases, we might want to wait until age 70 just to provide that insurance to the surviving spouse if they pass away. Brian, I see Social Security as an income stream as well as a pension and annuity. Yeah, there are basically three lifetime cash flow primary options out there. One is a pension. You work someplace a long time, you get paid for life. Another is Social Security. So anybody with a pension or Social Security loves their pensions and Social Security. The third one is annuities lifetime cash flow annuities. And what's interesting is I, I had a one of my clients uh, sent me an email recently. He said, I've been listening to other shows just for fun this, this weekend, other financial shows. And it sounds like they're talking about a fixed index annuity, but nobody ever says that word annuity. I said, yeah, I had to chuckle at that. They'll call it their special you know, risk assessment, investment strategies or whatever they come up. They come up with all these terms except for what it is. So I don't know. We may be the only show, Jeff, that actually says the word annuity like it's a dirty word. Brave enough. It's not. It could be a (laughs) wonderful thing for someone. Sure. Uh, You know, do you like your pension? Yeah. Well, an annuity does the same thing. Mm -hmm. You like Social Security? Yeah. Annuity does the same thing. It pays you cash flow for life. Annuities have advantages that these others don't. Uh, If you die with Social Security, it doesn't pay a great big lump sum if you die prematurely. If you start taking Social Security and you get three checks and then you get hit by a truck, Mm -hmm. that's it. Mm -hmm. With an annuity, you you get all the money back that you haven't taken yet. And some of them even offer some free life insurance connected to it. So actually annuities have a a better uh, outcome potentially than pensions or or Social Security. So we can say that word annuity on this show. (laughs) And I did want to talk about how I combined annuity strategy with Social Security strategy. So for instance, let's say that somebody said, well, Brian, I am the higher earner. I am older and I want to provide for my spouse. I want to max that out. So I want to wait till 70 for social security, but I want to live in my sixties and I want to have a good life there. So how do I take money out and still provide if I die prematurely that my, for my spouse? I said, okay, we can do a lifetime cash flow annuity 
one that starts right away. And so we can take maybe some of the 401k money that you had, roll it into your IRA and buy a guaranteed lifetime income annuity. Start that thing right away so you have money in your 60s. And then at 70, you can turn on your Social Security for that additional income. Conversely, we could do it in reverse. You could say, all right, I want to take my Social Security early. I'm not as concerned about waiting till age 70, but I want to make sure I'm okay in my older years because I can't work. I said, okay, why don't you turn on Social Security at full retirement age, and then we'll have an annuity that's being deferred until your 70s. We'll turn that annuity on then, and that will be your higher income. So we can use annuities and Social Security in concert with one another to do planning around what would be the optimal plan for you based upon your age, your spouse's age, your health history, your difference in Social Security benefits, all of these factors that go in. It's just not a spreadsheet where I punch it out and say, yeah, wait till age 70 because 79 is your break even. That's not Social Security optimization to me. Brad, I think there's a misconception that if you wait until age 70, you're going to get more money. But when you really think about it, if you take Social Security, let's pick 65, you're going to get five more years of checks. So really, there is a break-even period there. It's just not a very simple equation, right? Well, again, the break-even period, if you discount time value of money and the value of money at different points in your life, it's very simple. You know, Again, it's age 79 plus or minus a year. And so that is what it is. But again, we talk about lifestyle planning. We're comparing money in your slow-go years to money in your no-go years. The value of money is not the same. The value of $100,000 to spend at age 65 is much, much, much higher than the value of $100,000 to spend at age 85. Right. 85-year-old guys that I know, they don't know how to spend money. (laughs) They're not going to Nordstrom's and buying the latest fashion. They're not going on, you know, worldwide trips and all that stuff. It's just the spending of money, it's really down to health care at that point, maybe gifting. There isn't a lot that they're spending on compared to when they were 65 and they were active and they were doing lots of things and so forth. So it's qualitative analysis of lifestyle. And that's why lifestyle planning is so important. And one of the first step of the seven steps takes this into account more than just a spreadsheet saying, well, here's the number to optimize your social security. Brian, how do you organize this all together? Well, for me, you know, I can look at a financial plan that we prepare and this stuff just jumps off the page. I mean, I can look at that. I get to know that client. I've got the questionnaire. I know their ages. I'll ask some questions. Any of my advisors do this and we get a sense for, you know, we're having a real conversation. I mean, the real conversation is you guys probably aren't going to live the exact same number of years. You know, what are our expectations? What does your life look like? What do you want it to look like? I've got numbers in front of me, but you know, when we do a plan, that's an initial plan. I do a, I call it a before and an after. So I have a before plan before we've had a discussion, once we've looked at all the facts and figures and so forth. And then I go, okay, we need to tweak a couple conclusions here. Well, let's look at what if we put in some products like annuities or, or REITs or DSTs and, and all that. What are the taxes on that or the tax savings on that? And we'll, we'll plug that stuff in there and go, okay, here's your adjusted financial plan. And that's where we start massaging the plan to get it just right for people. So this is a living document uh, that we'll continue to revisit, continue to update, and continue to get right. It's not just a one and done. Thanks, Brian. If you haven't optimized your Social Security while considering your entire plan, then listen up because this is for you. We're going to open the phone lines right now, even though it is the weekend, so that you can schedule a 30-minute call with our advisors and CPAs so you can optimize your overall retirement income and not just Social Security. All you've got to do is call right now, 833-673-7373. You must have at least $500,000 of investable assets to qualify, but those who call and schedule a time to chat with our advisors and CPAs right now are are also going to be sent a hard copy of our book, The Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement, at no cost. We want to help you succeed. Just imagine if you were able to preserve your assets better or potentially increase your overall income. What would that mean to you? Well, those who call right now will be able to have a conversation with our team of advisors and CPAs who can help you optimize your Social Security and overall retirement income. They'll not only help you compare your different options and strategies so you can pick what's right for you, but they'll also take a look at the overall lifestyle plan to help ensure that it's set up to support your quality of life. 
All you've got to do is call right now, 833-673-7373. Yeah, Jeff, that reminds me of a, a story. I just mentioned that there are three areas for lifetime cash flow, pensions, social security, and fixed index annuities. Another potential area is your rental income. That's something that can go on. And we just talked about Delaware Statutory Trust. And just this morning, there was somebody that said, well, I don't want to do a, a DST because they don't pay as much as my rentals. And I kind of internally chuckled because I know that's probably not the case. So I got a copy copy of their Schedule E on their tax return. And I took a look at it. I, and, and I, of course, their, their cash flow was not that great because of repairs and property taxes and insurance and management fees, et cetera, et cetera. And then we looked up the property's values on Zillow and determined that they were really getting about 1%. So this other potential cash flow they could get if they did a Delaware statutory trust using a 1031 exchange, uh, let's just say, for instance, they could quadruple that cash flow. That on top of proper Social Security planning and the annuity planning and all that stuff. Now you have all this this significant income in retirement. That's a life changer. Mm-hmm. And that life changer occurred because I know how to look at a Schedule E and, and analyze it. And unfortunately, most people overestimate how much their net rental income is when they own rentals. And again, that can be a very important cash flow piece for life on top of the Social Security and the annuities. Thanks, Brian. So don't wait until it's too late. Schedule a 30-minute call with the trusted advisors and CPAs at Madrona Financial and CPAs today. Just pick up the phone and dial 833 833- 6737373 that's 8336737373 imagine having the peace of mind that comes with a retirement plan designed to withstand the test of time so take that important step by calling 8336737373 to schedule a no cost 30 minute call with our trusted advisors and CPAs and get a hard copy of our book 7 steps to a successful retirement remember even the mightiest of trees fall if their roots aren't deep enough Don't leave your retirement to chance. Call Madrona Financial and CPAs at 833-673-7373 now to help secure your financial future. That's 833-673-7373. One call could make all the difference. If you're just joining us, this is Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans. My name is Jeff Shade, and we just finished discussing Social Security optimization for those with over $500,000 saved for retirement. Brian, as we all know, Medicare starts at age 65. What do you do if you want to retire before 65? Yeah, I, this is a really important topic because let me give you an example of what, what I've had when I talked to a client on several occasions where they say, you know, maybe you're 62 years old and they say, I, I can't retire before I'm 65. And I said, well, actually you can. I, we, we did a financial plan here. It, it shows you, you've got tons of cushion. You've got tons of equity. You've done a really nice job and so forth. And they go, yeah, but no, I, I can't afford it because uh, healthcare costs. I'm going to have to pay for, you know, COBRA only lasts 18 months. I'm going to have to pay for medical insurance and it's going to be really expensive. And I kind of pause and I'll ask him, well, answer me this question. How much is a year of your life worth? And I go, what do you mean? I said, well, you just told me you're going to work. Uh, do you like your job? No, I, I just said, I, I'm sick of my, I'm tired of my job. I've been there 35 years. I'm so tired of working, but I can't quit because of this medical insurance thing. I'm like, wait a second. Okay. So maybe we update the financial plan at that point. We add a line item of, say, $20,000, $30,000 a year for extra medical insurance expenses. And we show them, and you're like, this is not a game changer. You can get these extra, say, three years back of your life to do the things you want to do when you're in the best health you're going to be in for the rest of your life in your early 60s here. And it's all it's going to cost you is, you know, X amount of dollars, which you have plenty of. And so there's a mind shift. You know, again, we're back to lifestyle planning. This is not a financial plan. A financial plan, you know, the best answer would be yes, work every year you can. So you have more money and you're the richest guy in the graveyard someday. Well, a lifestyle plan says, can we retire earlier? What would that look like? Oh, I'm going to have additional medical insurance. Can you afford it? Yes, you can. Well, then now that's on the table. So this is a very important outcome sometimes from a financial plan. That's the only way we can figure that out. But don't put off a retirement that you want to have just because of the dollars you're going to spend on health insurance. You know, you have to if if you can't afford it. So I'm talking about people that can't afford it. So that will be revealed in the financial plan. Brian, what are some of the options for health insurance if you retire before the age of 65? Well, there is COBRA from your employer that can get you a certain way there. Maybe your spouse is still working. You can go on their plan. Maybe you have a sole proprietor business. You you can run it through that and, and so forth or your spouse's. 
you can certainly go to the exchange and get it there. There are many options available. And, you know, you might want to do a high deductible policy because you're, you're in good health or whatever. But there are options. And anything can be solved with some money, <laughs> pretty much, you know, when it comes to insurance. If you got some money, you can get the insurance and solve a lot of problems with that. So, again, I just encourage people to consider how they want to live their life, especially if you're coming into your early 60s. Now, if you're 40 years old and you say, well, I don't want to work anymore. You know, I got 25 years till I'm eligible for Medicare. That's a whole nother discussion. Mm-hmm. And you better have a whole lot of money for that financial plan to work. But most people we're talking to that are pre-retirement are looking for the path, the formula that says, yes, I can retire. This is what it will look like. This is when I can retire. I love it when we do a financial plan and somebody thinks they can't retire. And I show them, I prove to them that they can when they want to retire. And, you know, sometimes just the joy there. You mean I can not have to go to this job I hate, I despise every day when I drag myself there and and it's, I'm just fine. I'll be just fine. Like, yeah, everything, you know, if we do these necessary steps and often the necessary steps are some security and cash flow from annuities, some income and growth from uh, private non-traded REITs, some tax deferred and and potentially tax-free Delaware statutory trust, 1031 exchanges, you know, the, the different kinds of planning we do. Putting all that together, we can come up with a solution very often that says, yes, you can get your life back. You can now retire, and this is what it looks like. So not having employer-sponsored health care coverage should not be an obstacle for you to retire early if you just want to retire early. Brian, if we do pay for our health care expenses on our own, are these tax-deductible expenses? In some cases, they can be, uh, certainly if you have a business and so forth. Generally speaking, they're not because Schedule A is going to limit those. You know, everybody's tax situation is different. But this is another reference to the tax tail wagging the dog. A lot of people make really bad personal and financial decisions because, well, it's tax deductible. I'm like, well, what's your tax bracket? And I go, what do you mean? <laughs> Well, just because something's tax deductible doesn't mean, you know, okay, I, I just told you your health insurance is tax deductible. Sure, you can put it on Schedule A, and then you'll go, oh, I'm limited to 10% or whatever of my adjusted gross income. Oh, and I don't even itemize. I'm like, yeah, it's tax deductible, and your tax benefit from that is a big whopping zero. Well, just because it's tax deductible doesn't mean it helps you. And even if it did, uh, let's say, you, you know, you pay your property taxes. You say, that's tax deductible, and I itemize. Well, what's your bracket? 12%. Oh, well, you get a 12% benefit from that. It's not a tax credit. It's it's a deduction. They're different. And so often we overestimate the value of tax deductible items. Brian, we talked about age 65, of course, the age that you get Medicare. But are there other age landmarks that prevent people from retiring? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll, we'll use 59 and a half first off here because at 59 and a half, you can take your active 401k plan in most cases and roll it into your own IRA. That's not a taxable event if you do it right. Once it's in your own IRA, we can manage it. And part of the financial planning will be, as we talked about on this show, making sure you have that diversification into other asset classes that can help you in retirement, whether that's providing for uh, cash flow from annuities, either laddering them or income for life, whether that's real estate, uh, Delaware Statutory Trust, all that we've talked about. And so part of that plan is going to be to reposition those assets. Now, the longer time we have to do that, the better it is. I can't do a whole lot for somebody that's waited too long. I don't have time on my side. And so part of the planning of the Medicare planning as it relates to this, many of my visits from prospects say, you know, they have a a common theme. They want to retire sooner rather than later. That seems to be universal. And so in those cases, I need all the tools I can to provide for, okay, if you retire again before Medicare kicks in, how do we do that? How do we provide you with the cash flow you need for the lifestyle you want to live? That can be a, a Section 72T election is something we call where you can pull money from your IRAs before age 59 and a half. It could be just distributions from things like that. I, I need to know when you plan on retiring. And then we do the Social Security analysis, the annuity analysis, the real estate analysis, stock market, all of that. And so they all tie together. But the earlier we start on all that, the better. But at 59 and a half, that's when we get a lot of our clients because people uh, have their 401ks, they have limited options, they hear about all this stuff that they could be putting in their plan, but they don't have access to that in their current 401k. They could at 59 and a half if they roll it into their IRA that we manage for them. Brian, there are a lot of aspects to health insurance, not the least of which is long-term care. Can you comment on maybe how we handle that topic? 
Yeah, because that's a separate topic right there because Medicare really doesn't help you with long-term care except for 100 days. And that's short-term and that's not long-term. And so if we need long-term care, that's also on people's minds. Part of the thing that the financial plan does, and, and one of the things I point out, you know, people say, well, I didn't buy long-term care and it's too expensive. I'm really hurting, aren't I? I say, well, maybe, maybe not. If we had projected that you could spend a significant amount of money in your 80s because of your proper financial planning, very often I can say, well, if you needed long-term care, you're not going to be spending this money you thought you're going to be spending on trips and doing things and having fun. You're going to instead spend it on your long-term care. It's not going to be both. You're not going to be taking big trips and, and doing all these fun activities while you're in long-term care. It's one or the other. So sometimes we can substitute one for the other. That leaves out the opportunity, though, of, of just buying a long-term care policy, an asset-based long-term care policy that can help take some of the sting out of that. But that would also be part of the discussion. Do you have the assets to self-fund your long-term care or do we need to look at a long-term care policy? If you want to retire before age 65, but you're not sure how to plan so you can, then listen up because this is for you. We're going to be opening the phone lines right now so you can schedule a 30-minute call with our advisors and CPAs so you can discover how to retire potentially sooner than you'd originally expected. All you've got to do is call right now, 833-673-7373. Now, you must have at least $500,000 of investable assets to qualify, but those who call and schedule a time to chat with our advisors and CPAs right now will also be sent a hard copy of our book, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement at No Cost. We want to help you succeed. Just imagine if you were able to get an additional few years to travel or do what you want with your time while you're still healthy. What would that mean to you? Well, those who call right now will be able to have a conversation with our team of advisors and CPAs who can help you discover how soon you can afford to retire while maintaining the lifestyle you want and expect. They'll not only help you create a comprehensive lifestyle plan that optimizes your income and investments, but they'll also help you compare your options so you can do what's right for you. All you've got to do right now is call this number, 833-673-7373. Jeff, there's something else I wanted to add here. A lot of people think that, well, gosh, I have somebody that sold me an annuity and a long-term care policy and somebody that does my stock market investing. I've got a CPA. I've got all this stuff that Brian's talking about. I don't need any help from anybody else. And I'm going to interject. I think you do. You probably very much do because people that are licensed to sell insurance license that are licensed to sell annuities and long-term care very often represent themselves as retirement planning specialists. Well, buying an annuity or long-term care policy or both is not not a retirement plan. And they'll also say, well, we're fiduciary full service advisors. Well, I don't know how anybody can truly act as a fiduciary. A fiduciary does what's in the best interest of that client. If they only sell one kind of product or two kinds of products, you know, they're a hammer and you look like a nail. I mean, they're going to say annuity, annuity, annuity. The market's going to crash. You need annuity. You need long-term care. You need protection. That's what you need is cash flow. You know, that's what you're going to hear at these seminars uh, if you go listen to them. Conversely, the person uh, that can invest your money in the stock market would say the same things. They might say, well, we're fiduciary. And oh, what do you think about annuities? Oh, I don't do annuities. I'm like, well, wait a second. You're both fiduciaries and you completely offset each other and tell me the other one doesn't have the best product. And one of the things I've often thought about a fiduciary investment advisor, how can you truly be a fiduciary if you don't give tax advice, you're not licensed to give it, and you're not qualified to give that advice? How can you do what's in the best interest of your clients if you can't cover that? You know, well, I have a CPA. And again, I know CPAs aren't talking to your investment advisor and your insurance person. And that CPA is not allowed. They're not licensed to talk about product. So we got a real disconnect here. You're trying to get product to work with a plan, to work with a tax plan. And none of these three licenses work together. Well, at Madrona Financial, we are a CPA firm. We are in a registered investment advisory held to the fiduciary standard. We are insurance licensed. We have all the licenses here to effectively coordinate these three disparate areas in, in a way that truly serves our clients. So I'm, I'm proud to say we can act as a, in a fiduciary capacity for our clients. Thanks, Brian. So for our listeners, let me give you a piece of advice here. Don't wait until it's too late. Schedule your 30-minute call with the trusted advisors and CPAs at Madrona Financial and CPAs. Do it today. Pick up your phone and dial Dial 833-673-7373. That's 833-673-7373. Imagine having the peace of mind that comes with
with a retirement plan designed to withstand the test of time. Take that important step by calling 833-673-7373 to schedule a no-cost 30-minute call with our trusted advisors and CPAs and get a hard copy of our book sent to you, Seven Steps to a Successful Retirement. It's not going to cost you a dime entirely complimentary for that book. That's 833-673-7373. One call can make all the difference. Brian, we've talked about a lot of things on the show today. Let's recap a bit and talk about some of the things that you want people to remember from our show today. Probably the biggest takeaway here is we were talking about a lifestyle plan and the different licenses that someone would have to have to be able to integrate all the things that are important. We have the the CPA, the tax planning, real tax planning, and I'll talk about that in a second. We have the investment advisor licensing for markets and many different kinds of investments that could be some of the products that are used. And then we have the insurance license, whether that be for lifetime fixed index annuity payouts or long-term care. And all these kind of need to be coordinated And, you know, one of the things we talked about is how the industry often misses a lot of opportunities because they don't know how to read a tax return and see behind the numbers, see some of the opportunities there on Schedule B, on your business on Schedule C, your rentals on Schedule E, your marginal tax brackets, doing real tax planning and alongside estate planning. CPAs are licensed to give that advice, but they aren't licensed to talk about product. And a lot of this has to do with products that can help you get to where you want to be. So and financial advisors probably aren't asking for your tax return because they're not licensed in giving income tax advice. I can't think of two things that should be more hand in hand than your financial planning along with your income tax planning, but they just aren't done by most people. So that's something we definitely talked about today. I also uh, talked about uh, investing in real estate and how a lot of my clients uh, don't want to be a landlord till the absolute day they die just to get that step up in basis and how there's a lot of different ways to invest in real estate. One of which uh, that we focus on is helping landlords retire from being a landlord through Delaware Statutory Trust using 1031 exchanges. We talked about taking Social Security early versus late and how there's a lot more to unwrap there than just putting it on a spreadsheet. The spreadsheet's going to give you an answer that's maybe not appropriate based upon the value of money at different points in your life and different points in your journey. Uh, The go-go years, slow-go years, and no-go years, money has different value at each of those points. And finally, we talked about how to consider if you want to retire before Medicare kicks in, how it can be done through proper financial planning to allow yourself to figure out whether that makes sense and whether you can afford it. And if you can, maybe you can buy a couple of years of your life retired as opposed to going to work at a place you may not want to work anymore. So Brian, it was an information packed show today. I want to thank you for your time, but most of all, I want to thank our listeners for joining us. Don't miss a show by subscribing to Growing Your Wealth with Brian Evans, wherever great podcasts are heard. Until next week, I'm Jeff Shade for Brian Evans. Stay well and stay rooted. No statements made during the Growing Your Wealth show should constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on your individual information. Brian Evans and Madrona Financial Services is licensed to offer investment advisory services through Madrona Financial Services, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through Madrona Insurance Services, LLC, a licensed insurance agency and an affiliate of Madrona Financial Services. As performance is not a guarantee of future results, investors cannot invest directly into indexes. No investment strategy, including asset allocation and diversification, guarantees a profit or guarantees the avoidance of loss. Financial planning is an important tool that does not guarantee specific outcomes. DST investments are only available to accredited investors that are offered solely through the issuer's offering documents. The DST sponsor determines whether to accept any individual subscription documents. 